We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Blue Wire. What is up, Nets fans? Welcome to Brooklyn Buzz. I'm Nick Fay, hitting you with another solo recap of tonight's game. The Nets fall to the Celtics 129-106, 13 losses in their last 15 games, sitting at 31-29 in the eighth spot in the Eastern Conference. We're going to jump into this game and plenty more. Make sure you check the buzz on all streaming platforms. And obviously with a blowout loss and the way the team's been playing and with all the missing players and Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Ben Simmons, Joe Harris, Goran Dragic, there's going to be struggles. It just feels like it's at a higher level given the opponent they face tonight as well. You know, Boston's really, you know, hitting it on all cylinders, playing the best defense in the NBA, and the Nets obviously being shorthanded was a recipe for disaster. But again, you know, maybe we could find a couple positives from tonight. One being Bruce Brown continuing his elevated play since the the trade deadline. Post-trade deadline, Bruce Brown has been a good player and has looked like the player we saw last season and the guy we expected to see this year. And that's a plus when everyone is healthy because of what he can provide for this team. And tonight, 15 points, 5 of 12 from the field, 1 of 3 from 3, 4 of 6 on the free throw line, 7 rebounds, 2 offensive, uh, 5 assists, 3 steals, 1 turnover. You know, Bruce was also a guy that showed urgency out there. He was a guy that played with that energy and effort level and really competed and tried to give the Nets an opportunity to make runs at different points in this game. And yeah, the shooting's not super efficient, but he at least was putting the effort and taking some tougher shots because guys weren't able to kind of create the advantages for him or set him up in a position where he could be more successful offensively. And, you know, defensively, I thought he had some really good possessions on Jason Tatum, even though he was giving up, you know, three to four inches on him. So Bruce was a guy that played at a good enough level tonight for the Nets to win the game if they were fully healthy or at least, you know, had one of Kyrie or one of KD. He he did what he was supposed to do, and it's promising that he's back to playing at this level. It's going to be fun to see what he can do next to the Stars when everyone's out there and he's in a role that really, really suits him, and he can just continue to make those just bonus plays, those hustle plays that really just add the extra possession add some energy to the team and that's what Bruce is best at and another guy who is a role player but you know was able to kind of get back to some of the rhythm we saw him play with a month or two ago and that was Kessler Edwards you know finished tonight with 13 points four or four from the field three of three from three two of two from the free throw line uh, five rebounds two assists 
did have one turnover, but Kessler looked more like the player we initially saw in some of those, you know, matchups when the team was fully healthy, you know, in that Chicago game when he was making plays out there for the Nets. That's kind of the the Kessler we more so saw. I think defensively, you know, he needs to be stronger and more physical. Too many times he tries to, you know, draw a charge or an offensive foul. And, you know, like we've spoken spoken about before on the podcast is, you know, Kessler's probably better against, you know, ones and twos at this point rather than threes and fours. I think there's some threes he can match up with, but a guy like Jason Tatum might be a little too physical for him at this point in his career. As he gets older, you know, it should be no issue for Kessler. And another positive for Kess was just the confidence from three. Three of three, but also willing to pull the trigger early. You know, we saw him come off a screen and kind of pull up on Jason Tatum, who didn't give much perspective, and for good reason, because he hasn't shot well over the last month. But that's the type of performance that could hopefully get Kessler moving in the right direction. And then all of a sudden, maybe the Nets have to worry about finding him a full-time roster spot on this team. Because obviously, two-way guys cannot play in the playoffs. And, you know, Kessler, if he can play at a relatively consistent level, it will provide the Nets with something that they just don't necessarily have in the roster. And a, a I don't want to say a high-level defender, but an above-average defender and a guy that has potential to be a high-level defender and a three-point shooter. Essentially just you know a solid 3 and D guy in which they don't have, and Kess could potentially be that guy. And there's also some versatility to his game with his length and his athletic ability. But getting to some guys who are just you know solid tonight, nothing extraordinary or special, but, you know, did their job. And on a regular night, it might've been enough for the Nets to get a win. And, you know, Seth Curry was one of those guys finished uh, with 22 points, 10 of 19 from the field, two of seven from three, uh, seven rebounds, one assist, one steal. And you could just kind of tell the Celtics made an effort to push him off the three-point line and give him a lot of pressure early. You know, he also wasn't able to grab as many assists that we have typically seen from him over his last couple games as a net. But overall, you can't complain about 10 of 19, shot over 52% from the field. And a lot of that was self-creation in the mid-range. And he did, you know, hit a couple layups in there. And I think from an effort perspective defensively, he's solid. It's just that he's undersized from not only a height, perspective but also you know physically not necessarily you know the strongest guy in the court either so Seth you know solid and a guy that's just going to be able to have a, a lot easier life when you know KD Kyrie Ben and you know Joe and and Goran are all back or Joe potentially back and what what that'll allow him to do and I think you know at this point he's shooting a lot of contested shots that he's creating when everyone's healthy hopefully he's shooting a lot of shots that he's not creating and they're also not contested and we can kind of just see from his stroke that he's a guy that could eat on a lot of these open shots so it's going to be really fun if the Nets can get fully healthy and allow you know some of these three-point shooting lineups to roll out and just you know, kill other teams offensively because of the potent shooting they have on this roster. And another guy who is definitely not known for his shooting, but known for his rebounding, Andre Drummond, 11 points, four or six on the field, three or four from the free throw line, six rebounds, two offensive, one assist, one, blo- uh, one block, one steal, two turnovers, played about 20 minutes in this one. You know, again, not anything extremely impressive, but solid enough in this game. And I think, you know, from a rebounding perspective, you can always see his impact on the boards just because he's a guy that's continuing to fight down there. You know, on a normal night, maybe when the Nets have more spacing, you could see him eat a little bit more in some of these opportunities just because 
it's a lot easier to team rebound when you're you know taking two or three steps off your your uh, your defensive assignment. You know when Bruce Brown and James Johnson are out there, you know guys aren't necessarily standing at the perimeter. They're taking those steps in, condensing the paint, and it's a little harder for Drummond to get some of those offensive boards. But you saw him fighting tonight, and also you know something we pointed out is you know his ability to set screens, but also his ability to seal in the paint and open up lanes for guys to get easy layups or you know attempts at least at the rim. So Drummond solid. We know who he kind of is at this point. There's going to be some good. There's going to be some bad. There's some limitations, but there's also, you know, some pluses to his game. And, you know, like I said, similar to Seth Curry, when he's playing next to another star, he's going to look a lot better because his job is just going to be that much easier. And he's going to become less and less of a focal point of the defense, allowing him to kind of excel, hopefully more. Uh, On to a guy who you know, was probably okay tonight. Not necessarily his best game. LaMarcus Aldridge, nine points, three of seven from the field, three of three from the free throw line, four rebounds, two assists, two blocks, two turnovers. LaMarcus obviously is not a star at this point, but typically can put up some points for that second unit. We saw him have some opportunities tonight, but also Boston was able to double team him as well because of the non-shooters or just the lack of cohesion from this team and urgency tonight kind of put him in some tough spots but also still was able to finish with nine points I did love the two blocks he had on Jason Tatum just kind of getting big at the rim and using his size and kind of just literally getting in the way you know Tatum can't go through him so good positioning from him on those possessions as well and you know LaMarcus is just going to kind of do his thing. And obviously, like I mentioned, similar to Drummond, there's limitations to his game, but he does enough good things on the floor that you can kind of hopefully balance it out in the right situations. Now, moving on to some players that were, you know, poor tonight. One right off rip steps out is uh, James Johnson, seven points, two of 12 from the field, one of five from three, two of two from the free throw line, three rebounds, six assists, one block, one turnover, uh, five fouls. And, this is a game where, you know, James Johnson definitely had Nets Twitter upset. <laughs> there was just uh, numerous times in this game where he's probably taking shots too early in the shot clock, missing shots that he could typically make, trying to do a little bit too much, which is not unexpected given the Nets are missing so many guys. Somebody's going to have to step up and create. It's just in the situations he was in and the players he was surrounded with, it was going to be tough for him. You know, given the starting lineup alone, it's, you know, Seth, Patty, Bruce, himself and Drummond that's three non-shooters the Celtics a great defense made sure to give all that attention to Patty and Seth leaving him open and opportunities to kind of score and that's exactly what the Celtics wanted and he kind of took the bait in that situation and defensively in this game was pretty rough for him because he he grabbed three fouls pretty early and from that point on he played a non-physical style of basketball and for James Johnson he's not an elite athlete so if he's not providing physicality defensively it's going to be bad, and that was really the case tonight. And I'm not trying to pile on James Johnson, who's been a vet for this team, and another guy who's playing a larger role than what he should be playing at this point in his career or in this given situation. It just, it was just not a good performance. And another guy... We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide 
that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This guy's a fan favorite, and he's just really been struggling for over the last month, and we hope that maybe the All-Star break would give him some new juice, and that was Patty Mills. Finished with one point tonight, 28 minutes, 0 of 9 from the field, 0 of 5 from 3, 1 of 3 from the free throw line, 1 rebound, 3 assists. It's tough out there for Patty. And, you know, you do feel for him in the sense of, like, he's playing so many minutes, his workload has been so much higher this season but at the same time, you hope that he can, you know, provide a little bit more, especially when guys are out. And, you know, even if it's just, you know, five to ten points, you know, it just is going to help you that much more. And going to this game, if you told me Patty was going to have one point, I would have told you it was a Nets blowout and, you know, a Celtics blowout. And that was the case. So it's going to be tough if, you know, your current best players are playing at this level. And like I said, you feel for Patty because of his workload this season. But at the end of the day, you know, you're still out there performing. You're still an NBA player. There's a level of expectation, and obviously he hopes to play better, and it's not like he went out there to try to play bad. It's just getting him back in rhythm is going to be big for this team because he'll still play a focal point in terms of the impact he'll provide in the postseason. You know, it's not going to be 30 minutes, but, you know, it's 15 to 25. Those 15 to 25 are going to be big, and he has the potential to hit some big shots. So he's a guy you want to get going, especially with the style that you're likely to lean into when everybody is fully healthy. So, Patty, we feel for him. We hope he can get back on track and start to knock down threes at the rate we saw him kind of shoot them all season long. Uh, another fan favorite who didn't have his best game of the season, that was Cam Thomas, finished with 10 points, 4-13 from the field, 0 of 2 from 3, 2 of 2 from the free throw line, uh, 1 rebound, 3 assists, 1 steal. You know, this is a tough, tough matchup for uh, Cam because – this is a great defense. This is, you know, a lot of good defenders out there. So it wasn't as easy for him to get to his spots or get into a position to even hit some of his contested looks that he likes to hit. And credit to Celtics. And also, I think there was a couple attempts where maybe Cam missed and also a couple attempts where, you know, he's a rookie and he's not going to get the call. And that's just going to kind of be the case for him until next season, until he builds up his rep with these referees. But you know, growing pains for Cam are, are expected at this point. And I think you saw him struggle a little bit at points as well when they went to the 2-3 zone. I think his defensive understanding right now is not where it needs to be in terms of like playoff basketball, but he has, you know, 20 plus games to handle that and hopefully get to that point. If not, the Nets have Goran Dragic and they have a veteran guard rotation. So it's kind of house money with Cam Thomas at this point in terms of if he'll be ready for, you know, playing or playoffs or whatever it might be. But moving on from him, uh, Blake Griffin didn't really play much in this game, got one run early and, you know, to his credit, it wasn't a, an ideal situation for him. Playing alongside LaMarcus Aldridge just isn't necessarily going to work out for Blake in most situations given his lack of three-point shot this season and defensively, you know, both guys being way past their athletic prime. So Blake, not really much to say on him. Hopefully, you know, we can see him in a more uh, a more beneficial situation for himself. We did see Nick Claxton this one. Saw him a little bit during non-garbage time, but majority of it came during garbage time, and he finished with eight points, four or five from the field, uh, one rebound, one steal. You know, even in the garbage time stuff, you kind of still see what Claxton could potentially provide in his athletic ability and just 
some of the different things he can do on the floor that differentiate himself from the rest of the bigs on this roster. Uh, Dayron Sharp, David Duke Jr. did also play some garbage time minutes, had some promising plays in there as well. But overall, it's it's a frustrating point for the Nets. Like I mentioned at the start of the show, lost 13 of the last 15, sitting in the eighth spot, likely set for the playing game. Hopefully, if guys can get back, they can make a run and get into that sixth seed. But who really knows at this point? It's just, it's a waiting game. You know, we did hear from Steve Nash before the game, and he mentioned that, you know, Kevin Durant and Goran Dragic could potentially play on Saturday. We know Kyrie Irving will be good for Saturday because it's a road game. And Ben Nash mentioned that he's still ramping up and he's at the conditioning point of the ramp up. So, who really knows when he's going to be ready? I think we could feel relatively confident we'll see Goran and Kevin within the next week. And, you know, obviously we talked about the mandate on the previous episode, Jack and I, and how, you know, we could potentially see Kyrie at some point in March. And we're not sure if it's going to be the first week, second week, third week, fourth week, whatever it might be. It's it's going to be at some point, hopefully in March, if not by the end of this season. So, uh, it's it's going to be fun when they actually get these guys in the court, but it just feels like such a what if or like when's it actually going to happen because we've been talking about it and it was, you know, we get to the all-star break and then maybe they'll be back post-all-star break and then they're not back. And the, the losing is definitely adding up. And like Steve Nash mentioned after the game is like, they they need to get the urgency up. They need they're up against the clock and they need to rise in the standings. And you do not want to get into a playing game. You don't want to get into a matchup with a one game sample size where a team could literally just shoot, you know, fifty percent from three for one game and beat you in a matchup where really they didn't even outplay you. They just got hot shooting. So a lot of different elements and you know, it's it's weighing short term versus long term and obviously you don't want to bring a guy back too soon, risk an injury, whatever it might be, but Winning is important. All like the majority of this roster is here for one reason, that's to win a championship, especially, you know, the vet minimum signings, the the buyout in Goran Dragic. Like these guys are here to win a championship and win basketball games. And it's only gonna happen if the stars get back on the floor. And obviously some of that's not within the Nets control. And we we hope that, you know, the guys are healthy and they can get back in the mix and everything can kind of get back on track. But we'll see what happens with the Nets and hopefully, hopefully we see Kevin Durant back on the court very, 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 very soon. And the same thing with the rest of the the missing nets. And we did get an update on Joe Harris. It seems like they'll, we'll get some type of update on his injury status by the end of, you know, I guess technically next week. And we'll have an understanding of, you know, is Joe going to come back and maybe be, you know, 85% or is he going to be done for the season and require a surgery? So, uh, tough, tough times in Nets world, and hopefully, you know, we can see this team bounce back in the near future. But as always, big thanks to everybody for listening. Make sure you check the buzz on all stream platforms. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua, and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter, and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film, and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.